Welcome to Unraveling Pink, a podcast tackling gender bias at work. I'm Annie Rogaski. In this episode, I'm going to return to a solo pod, which I've not done for a while, to explore a theory that's been on my mind, one that I'm sure you'll have thoughts on and you probably will disagree with. So I have a question for you. What comes to mind when I say the word intimate? Is your first thought sexual intimacy or the intimacy that accompanies attraction? Can you bring to mind an intimate relationship you have that is non-sexual? Are any of these intimate relationships with people at work in an appropriate way? These may seem like weird questions or a strange topic to explore in our current Me Too culture, but bear with me as I explore this topic. First, a little bit about why I'm talking with you about intimacy. Do you ever have one of those experiences where a word or a concept keeps coming at you from different places in your life and you have to stop and think about it? Now, that's exactly what happened to me recently with the word intimate or intimacy. And I want to share with you a few of the different ways that this came up for me. First is an article by Mark Green, who writes a lot about the um, social expectations of men and how that plays out as men get older and some of the social situations that we have um, that include our Me Me Too moment. So he's a really interesting author. Um, Check him out. He's got the Twitter handle Remaking Manhood. And he wrote a Medium article that I read recently entitled, The Lack of Gentle Platonic Touch in Men's Lives is a Killer. Pretty controversial title. And he explores the many benefits of physical connection, but also explains how history and tradition, particularly in men's lives, tend to tie touch to sexuality, making it taboo in many situations, including at work. And he notes that discomfort with physical touch is heightened at work these days, with men not wanting something to be misconstrued or seen as inappropriate, which is understandable. What's interesting to me about Mark's article is that he tells the story of being a stay-at-home dad and proffers the concept that stay-at-home dads might help change the perception of platonic touch between men, in part through their experiences of holding their, their children. Physical touch is just one aspect of a platonic relationship that he explores in this article, both of which to me seemed closely connected to intimacy. So that was the first article. The second one I saw also in Medium was written by Benjamin Hardy, and it was entitled How to Create Rare and Life-Changing Relationships with Anyone. Benjamin in this article explores the difference between transactional and transformational relationships and notes that for transformational relationships, everyone needs to feel protected that when you feel safe, you can be more open and share your ideas with each other. Hardy takes this a little bit further and advocates saying, I love you to others, including coworkers. Now, I have to say, when I read this article, I got to that point and I thought, I don't know about that. But then I stopped myself and I thought, well, okay, I've been seeing some things about intimacy. Let me, let me consider this. And I thought about my own work relationships and whether I had ever in a situation where either I or the other person expressed that I love you. And I was actually surprised that I could come up with a few situations where that had come up. 
In some cases, they were expressed kind of jokingly, like in the voice of Cartman from South Park with some friends of mine who watched South Park at the time. But it was said in a way that could be construed as joking or not super serious, even though I think it was probably heartfelt. And there were other instances, usually with female coworkers, but these usually accompanied a pretty significant or emotional event. And it seemed a natural time to express love for each other. But it was hard to find those particular instances at work. I think they're pretty rare for me, probably for most people. I mean, generally, it's not something I say very often outside my family or close friends. So I thought this was a pretty controversial suggestion, but it gave me food for thought. That transformational relationships have at their core this concept of intimacy. Around the same time, I had two other sources where intimacy was raised, and both of them were in the Zen or Buddhist concept. So one was from Mary Mosin, a Buddhist priest that I um, learned my first Zen introduction from, and she sends monthly Zen thoughts. And this month, she sent a quote that, surprise, surprise, was about intimacy. And the quote noted that intimacy is not just about having a familial or a sexual relationship. And she notes that Buddha, the great sage of India, offered heart-to-heart transmission. That this is important not only in your personal home life, but also in your work life. So here was another place where I saw a connection between intimacy and work that surprised me. And then I follow the Daily Zen on Twitter, and one of the Daily Zen tweets said, quote, Intimacy is the capacity to be rather weird with someone and finding that it's okay with them. And this is a quote attributed to Elaine de Baton. I love this quote. It captures intimacy quite well. Really the safety of being able to be yourself, even if that self is a little weird. Two other ways that intimacy came at me recently. One was a friend commented that in the early days of his company, people tended to hug each other. And that He thought this was quite nice. But as the company grew and some people left, that practice dropped off. And that struck me that this is that kind of physical contact that Mark Green was talking about, which is a form of intimacy, and it's happening at work. And then finally, I've been reading the book Culture Code with a couple of my coworkers on our leadership team, and we've been thinking about the culture of our company. The main theme of the book is around how you create a sense of belonging in your company. And this tends to be accomplished through creating safety and sharing vulnerability. And as I've read through this book, it keeps striking me that these are ways of creating intimacy, ways to make people comfortable with each other, even with each other's weirdness or quirks, which makes us more willing to work hard for each other. So I figure whenever a topic comes at me from three directions, I should take some time to consider it. Since this came at me from just about every direction, I figured I should spend a little extra time. So I've been thinking a lot about the concept of intimacy and wanted to share with you what I found and what I'm thinking. Now, this is a theory. I'm exploring this. It's not a final thought piece. I'm sharing it with you early so that I can hopefully get some feedback from you about what you think. So let's start with what intimacy is. Once I started looking into this and reading these pieces on intimacy, I realized I didn't actually know what the definition of intimacy was. So pulled up a dictionary and looked at the definitions. It means closely acquainted, familiar, close, private, personal. Nothing in these definitions tends towards sexual intimacy rather than platonic intimacy. 
And I think it's important to know not just how this word is defined, but also how it's not defined. Really, the focus of it is closeness. And so then I turn to the question of whether intimacy was possible at work. I thought a lot about this and my own experience and realized that at the various places I've worked, generally, yes, I am intimate with my coworkers. Generally, we're a close group. We get to know the personal aspects of each other's lives. We've gone through good times and we've gone through really tough times together, but both of those have brought us closer together. And it's not just one work environment where I've had that experience. It's been the same across every company I've worked in. So I spent some time thinking about each of those environments to try to understand if there was a common thread as to how we got to a point of closeness and came to a pretty simple answer. It happens when people care about each other and spend the time to get to know each other. That's really it. It's a function of spending time together, of learning about each other, of finding out what people are interested in, how they got to where they are, working hard together and having fun together. It's really just building relationships. Building these relationships requires certain things like openness, curiosity, and having some amount of caring and empathy for each other. But even in toxic workplaces, I've noticed that there can be pockets of intimacy, smaller groups who build those relationships within the overall workplace. Sometimes this intimacy is actually needed to help you survive in those environments, but it absolutely happens. So having concluded that intimacy is totally possible at work, I turn to the question of whether it is appropriate. And this, I think, is a really important question in our current Me Too environment, where one of the themes that keeps arising is the so-called Mike Pence rule, pulling away from each other to minimize risk of harassment or discrimination. Basically the opposite of intimacy. And I'm sure it will be no surprise to regular listeners that I reached the conclusion that the Mike Pence rule is ridiculous. But also that yes, absolutely intimacy at work is not only appropriate, but it might actually be the key to overcoming harassment and discrimination and getting to gender equality. If we get to know each other well, which is really all that intimacy means, we're more likely to know where the lines are that we shouldn't cross or to be able to talk about them when we cross them. Most of us do this in our personal lives already. We approach different friends or family members differently depending on our relationship with them. For example, I have some friends I know that don't like to be hugged, so I simply don't hug them. But I do hug other friends where I know it's acceptable to both of us. If we apply this same concept to the workplace, getting to know each other more intimately simply means that we establish foundations of trust, professionalism, and honesty that enable us to know how people like to interact and then make it easier when a line is crossed to say, hey, that seemed out of line. Is that what you meant? Because when we know people better, we tend to give them the benefit of the doubt more often as well. We generally understand that people make mistakes, but for the most part have good intentions. And when we have a history with someone and we know that nine times out of 10, they're trying to do the right thing, then that 10th time will give them a break. So creating intimacy at work allows us to push beyond assumptions we might otherwise make about each other and have what sometimes might be considered hard conversations. So my hypothesis is that rather than pull away from each other to completely eliminate any risk of misinterpretation, which tends to only create negative personal and business implications from that isolation, that we should instead have more intimate interactions with each other in life and in work. Intimate as it's defined, close, personal, familiar. 
I think this would get us to a place of richer, more meaningful interactions. And it would make misconceptions, harassment, discrimination, less likely, not more likely. So let's say you agree with me, the 10% of people who are listening to this podcast. How do we get there? In theory, I don't think it's that hard, but in practice, it takes effort and intention. It requires that we take more time with each other, that we really listen to each other, that we approach each other as individuals rather than using patterns to assume intent. It requires acknowledging the gender stereotypes that we apply to each other, and it requires honesty. But mostly it requires compassion and care. And this I think is the most important piece in the Me Too environment. Guys are understandably nervous these days about where the line is because that line is different with each person. By being honest with them, we can help clarify where our personal line is so we can have more comfortable conversations and interactions going forward. And if we have established an intimate relationship, we'll be better able to speak up if that line is crossed. Our male coworkers, however, might have more power in a work relationship and that might make it tougher for a female colleague to speak up. Developing a personal or intimate relationship with more junior people enables them to feel more equal more free to be honest and share ideas with you. So if more senior male colleagues can establish that foundation, you can make this easier on both you and your female coworkers by asking if an interaction was appropriate or expressly inviting her to let you know if something crosses or approaches that line. As with just about everything, communication is key. Asking questions, listening, creating a safe environment where being honest with each other is valued and expected. If we can do that, our lives will be richer, and the time we put into getting to know each other will likely transform each of us. There's a lot to unpack with this concept. This episode really just touches on the surface, and as I wrap this up, I'm finding I have so many other thoughts on this topic, and the negative voice in my head also is raising all sorts of reasons why my hypothesis is wrong. But I'm not going to go into those now. I'm going to wrap it up here and keep thinking about it. So let me know what you think about this concept of intimacy at work. I'd love to share your ideas in a future episode or even have some listeners on the podcast to share their thoughts or have a conversation among a group. You can message me the usual ways uh, on Twitter at Unraveling Pink, on our contact page, unravelingpink.com contact, or shoot me an email at unravelingpink at gmail.com. Before I wrap this up, though, this week's challenge is to explore ways that you can introduce more platonic intimacy into your life. Don't surprise someone with a totally different approach or go into work tomorrow and tell everyone you love them or hug them if that's not your normal thing. But take some small steps to get to know someone else, to have a meaningful conversation with them, to hear his or her perspective on a topic you care about. Maybe share something about yourself or invite them to listen to this episode and then have a conversation about it. If you enjoyed this episode, I would encourage you to take a moment to rate or review it on your podcast platform of choice. Thanks as always for listening. Together we can unravel the pink bandana.